Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. That one I'm not going to feel as badly about because I got up that morning. I put on socks. I was in a hurry. I couldn't find my shoes. So I throw on sandals and I said, "That's it's going to be that way. You know, I'm, I'm not going to care too much. So... Wasn't my best fashion choice, but uh, it was functional and got me through where I needed to go. That was Kirk Cousins on Pardon My Take talking about wearing socks and sandals. And there's more sound bites where that came from on today's episode of Purple Daily. It's the state of Kirk Cousins Wednesday episode and a pigskin pecking order. But Declan, cheers to you. Corona Hard Seltzer has been powering Purple Daily all throughout the season and Vikings Vent Line. You know, I'm not as clutch as Kirk Cousins, but I can, I can definitely feel the whole putting on socks and sandals and being ridiculed for it after a night of Corona Hard Seltzers. Because, uh, you know, some I'll, I'll get a food delivery in the morning because I wake up with maybe a couple headaches because I had so much fun on my Corona Hard Seltzers. So put on the socks and sandals, go down to the apartment lobby, grab some Grubhub or grab whatever food for... Uh, for whatever I need, because that's what Corona Hard Seltzer does to me. It's the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Fives. It's a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer, spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> football you know that's not really his style I don't think he's about the theatrics I think he's about ball and so he's a man of few words it's about just you know uh few words you know let your play do the talking and but he wants you to be physical he wants to run the ball and impose your will on people Mm -hmm. and uh, you feel that from him you know and I think you guys know him you know he's a no-nonsense guy and you know, if you have Redman in your center console, you probably are a no-nonsense guy. Yeah. So uh, yes. uh, that that's who he is. Welcome into the show. It's Purple Daily. Judd Zolgad over there. He looks like Santa Claus. Uh, Declan Goff. Ho, Put your new glasses ho, on. Ho, Declan's got some new glasses. Ho, ho, ho. And Merry I am Christmas. Kirk's number one fan. I am Phil Mackey. Who was Kirk just talking about? Uh, that was Kirk talking about Mike Zimmer on Pardon My Take, the mm. Barstool Sports podcast. In fact, we've got more clips where that came from, if you guys want. Before we get into our state of Kirk Cousins, it's powered by Corona Hard Seltzer, Spike the Sparkling everything. Water. All Look the Ventline people that comment, like, why is that guy, in, first off, what does he do and why is he always squinting? Well, one of these questions can be answered because I no longer will be squinting. 
So I can see all. I the thought you wore contacts you. ordinarily. I, 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 I sometimes do, but like it's so annoying to put in contacts. Like I, I, the I can't stand the feeling of of it. I've been wearing contacts since eighth grade, man. Well, that's a you part thing. of my daily routine. That, that's not a me thing, and I don't have enough bad enough vision where I have to wear them every day. I just couldn't read, you know, the cut IDs and the comments on the screen. Yeah, people are always wondering, like that'll get worse. Who's that guy that's like super close to the screen? <laughs> Why is your everything? face in the camera? <laughs> that's Declan. That's, that's our. Me. That's our uh, that's our producer with astigmatism. So, all right, you guys want to hear some more of Kirk Cousins on Pardon My Take? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to play some random clips here. This is Kirk Cousins answering about trying to get his favorite band Creed to play privately for him and some friends. Yeah, not even Creed. Creed would probably be uh, too pricey, but uh, Scott Staff, <laughs> just the lead singer. Uh-huh. I was interested in getting him to come in and do a private concert just with an acoustic guitar for just... My, you know, private custom audience and a custom set list, and he would have to do it. What? I just wanted to know, you know, is that possible? And they told me, yeah, for a, for a price, anything's possible. So they got my wheels turning, but, uh, and it could still happen, you know, down the road, maybe. First of all, like, we did the research on this. When we had Kyle Brandt on Purple Daily from uh, from Good Morning Football, we did the research. And I think it only, only, it only costs like $150,000 to get Creed to play a private concert, which if you make $30 million a year, yeah, it's, it's really not that much drop in the bucket, right? right? But he just wanted Scott Stapp doing an acoustic version of. I like how he was going to lay down or whatever. like the law, too. Here's what you're going to do, and you're going to do it the way I want you to do it with your acoustic guitar, Scott Stapp. <laughs> like, what, what would the custom playlist be for? Would it be like covers, or what would he. I've got a question for you. In, in these clips, Okay, and this is not passing judgment on Kirk, but does Kirk ever say something that sounds like totally comfortable and normal? He sounds no. no, I disagree. I think he sounds perfectly comfortable in his weirdness. Okay, yeah, he's but a, I, he's a weird guy. Yes, yes, and, yes, that's true. And I like we'll play more of these, but it just they asked him all the questions that people would want to know, like what about that? What's that mystery meat that people saw in your Instagram account? What's the deal with that? You know, I like my uh, steaks to. Uh, <laughs> Stay juicy. I don't like when the juice just drips into the grill and the grill absorbs it. So I figured I like to keep my steaks as juicy as possible. Now, I've since been told that I need to sacrifice that to be able to get that true grill flavor. Yes. So sure. that, yes. Was the, that was the last day I used aluminum foil ever. Um, but that was my thought. But apparently it was a flawed, uh, flawed thinking. Dude, he's just Dude. being himself, man. No, I know, just but it's it's Kurt. just so perfectly weird. He's so strange. Like, you use yeah. aluminum foil after you. Like I made a steak last night, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm team, I went to steak last Dexter. state and I know how to make a steak I'm team properly. Dexter. But like, yeah, it's just so odd. Okay, what about so you, you like Creed? You like Scott Stapp? If you could sing a song with Creed on stage. What would it be? It's like trying to pick your favorite kid. Yeah, I'd say harder. Um, you know, I have two boys. It's hard for me to say that I like one more than the other. And Creed songs are kind of a similar similar thing. But, yeah, with arms wide open, higher, one last breath. I mean, oh. my sacrifice. I mean, how do you pick? Oh, man. Like, this is what do you, why, what, what's wrong? Judd. Oh, this is so uncomfortable right my now. My sacrifice. What it's makes like you uncomfortable? Kids. It's like He's talking about his favorite band. I'm I'm legit. Well, first of all. He's my guy. I was going to say, yeah, you are. I am Kirk's number one fan. You are his number one fan is your hat, so. But all kidding aside, not that I'm kidding at all when I say (laughs) that he's my guy and and I'm his number one fan. Don't tell me like Creed. What makes you uncomfortable about these sound bites other than like Creed is a corny band and it's kind of funny that he has like no idea how to cook a steak. 
That he's like an alien that was yes, sent down? Yes, yes. Like, he, he doesn't work. He's not normal. Yes, that's what makes Such me uncomfortable. Like he's going through. Is there like an award for being the most normal guy? No, but oh, I mean, congratulations. Like, but he does not seem. Joe like, Flacco, you win the award. You're the most normal guy but he's in the so, NFL. He's so perfect. He's so perfectly uncomfortable that it's just it's it's great to listen to, but it's just hard to fathom. All right, what about those singing videos that came out? The High School Musical videos. What's up with those? You thought I was, you know, embarrassed about having aluminum foil on my grill. Uh, that's nothing to seeing yourself 15 years later singing uh, songs from high school and having to relive that. And then every few years it comes back up on social media and gets recycled. Um, that's far worse than aluminum foil on your grill. <laughs> okay, now that's okay. You know what? That whole thing tracks perfectly. And then they also asked him, your primetime stats, dude. Like, you just won your first Monday Night Football game. You were 0-9 on Monday Night Football. People bring up your primetime stats all the time. Yeah, I mean, you get asked the question, so that's when you hear it is when they ask you. But uh, I think it's more of just, a, you know, didn't get the win. And, um, you know, it's it's a, a stat I wish was different, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, hopefully going forward, you know, we can start to win those games consistently and start to kind of change that uh, narrative. Listen, I thought he did great, man. I thought he did great. He, he knew the they were going to ask him a bunch of weird questions. The last two, God. the last two, I totally get, and like I'm on board with. But before that, I mean, it's great because it's <laughs> you, so. You've never put socks and sandals on in a rush oh, to go no. take the garbage outside. Yeah, oh come no! To work. Are you kidding? I will go out in that look, but I just don't care. <laughs> My response is, I don't get. I don't care what you think. Listen, I want like Dawn's like hey, you can't go. I'm like yes, I can. I don't care. I'm older. Here's what I want out of my franchise quarterback. Okay. I want my franchise quarterback to throw darts, to rise up late in games, and to be comfortable wearing socks and sandals to work on a Wednesday. That's all I want out of my franchise quarterback. And I'm my, getting a lot of those things lately from Kirk Cousins. I just want my franchise quarterback to seem normal. Well, that's all I want. What does that even? What does normal mean? Like, so Pat Mahomes is normal? No, he's he's. Freakish. No, but he's a no. But his answers. I love his answers. I love how he answers questions. He sort of just come. Brett Kurt, Favre was normal. Kurt, no, but I loved Favre because he he was. Here's the thing with Kirk, and I might be wrong here. I don't know. But when Kirk answers questions, for the most part, he always seems like, in my opinion, that he's not necessarily comfortable in his own skin. And so, like Brett Favre always seemed, and he believe me, Brett was beyond flawed, which I know. But Brett always seemed comfortable. I would say, like, Kirk doesn't, as Patrick says, Kirk does not ever strike me as a likable guy, where, like, Favre, despite the fact that he did unlikable things, to me was a likable guy. See, I would tweak it to to be this. I think, because Andrew Luck was always a weirdo at press That's, conference. Yes, he looked yeah. like a Civil War soldier. No, like, you're right about that. Uh, I agree. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, like he, Dearest mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he always, he always sounded like he had, like, ever. three frogs in his throat, and he hadn't shaved yeah. his neck in 10 years. Yeah, you're right. And, he, and he's weird. Like, do you think Andrew Luck was, like, super connecting with with all of his friends no. and teammates. No, he's like, no, he's I think a, he was a weird. weirdo. Yes. And and Kirk is, he's kind of a weirdo. And I, when I listen to these and I see him do some of these more like off the wall interviews, the one that he did with Kyle Brandt, which where he said, if I die, I die. And like these weird quotes come out of these things. Yes. I don't think he's like putting on an act. I think he's just kind of weird. And then what you're talking about, I think is sometimes when he gets up to a podium and he's talking about the game. I think he goes into what he thinks is CEO quarterback mode, mm-hmm. and then it comes off as kind of just like robotic and non-leadery. 
So I agree with you on that front. But when I when I hear him on Pardon My Take, I feel like they're ragging him for, dude, you keep money in a jar? That's weird. Right. You wear socks with sandals? Why? You like Creed? And he's like, that's me. <laughs> he's owning it. And he's super comfortable. Like and I'm a guy who's been ripping cousins up until I just he like became my guy for a long time. He, he was going to hire the Creed singer. What is it? Scott Sapp? Scott Staff. Staff. Yes. Okay, Scott Staff. He was going to hire him and basically have him come in and give him, you know, here's your acoustic guitar, Scott, and here's your playlist. It's just, I mean, it's perfectly uncomfortable, so it's actually very funny. Here's your playlist. It's just with arms wide open 15 straight times on God. loop. And you, will, and you will encore with Yesterday by the Beatles. And that will be it. So, um, so this is every Wednesday, State of Kirk Cousins. On Purple Daily here, Apple, Spotify, scorenearth.com. And if you could click subscribe on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. So I have brought, I have a bunch of numbers I want to throw by you guys here. Love it. And I just want to preface this by saying, since Kirk Cousins is my guy now, all right, Mr. Mr. Fourth Quarter Comeback, the secondary slayer, the fourth quarter pharaoh. He's your guy till he's not. The late game luminary. I'm going to stop. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to stop with the Kirk Cousins negative connotations and stats. No more references to the two-minute drill struggles after he daggered the Panthers. No more talking down about his record against winning teams. No more backhanded compliments about how Gary Kubiak and Dalvin Cook are really like the Vikings offense deep state. And Kirk is sort of the, the front man for all the work that they're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm and I'm not and I am certainly not going to demand that Kirk prove it against multiple playoff teams in January quite yet. Although that is a discussion that we can have. This is a new era of Vikings football after what he did against the Panthers on Sunday. And I am all aboard the Kirk Cousins train. Okay, so I just want to set that groundwork checka, checka. for this episode. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to drag me into your mud of Kirk Cousins negativity. I think I, this can. Week, I, think okay? I can. I think I can. No, I can't. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. All right, so if you want if you want to get muddy and you want to discredit Kirk, that's fine. I'm not Let's coming along with this week. Okay? Let's hear the stats. Pro football focus grades this season for quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is fifth in the NFL going into week 13, narrowly behind Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. Your mm. thoughts? My fir- so, my so that's first your thought, Mount Rushmore, and okay. then Kirk is like the fifth guy over here, like waiting you know to get on the sad? Mount Rushmore. My first thought, poor Deshaun. I love that guy. Man, is he good. I'm so sorry he's stuck with the Texans. Look, Kirk did this. I think if you go back and look at the 2019 stats, Phil, I think Kirk was very similar last year in the first four games. In that case, were incredibly dicey. And then after that, he picked up and got hot and played well. Statistically, Kurt is a Kirk is a marvel. Like statistically, Kirk is fantastic. Um, look, the reality is this: he had a good game on Sunday. It was very impressive. My question is: can you continue that potentially to a playoff berth and in the playoffs? And I think that's an incredibly fair ask because he's being paid very well. He was signed here to do what? Win a Super Bowl, right? So I don't think it's too much to say, and I don't think we've ever said that stats-wise he's not good because he puts up impressive stats. Sometimes they count when they should, and sometimes they're they're like, okay, you're trailing by you know 21 points, and then you put up the stats. But really, that's my next my next ask is before you depart this town, can you lead this team to a Super Bowl? And I don't think that that's an unfair thing to say. I'm all about setting expectations as well, but let me keep going down the statistical uh, list here. 
fourth quarter passer rating this season. Uh Now, I put out the numbers before, inspirationally for Kirk Cousins, before the game on Sunday. When you break down his fourth quarter numbers over the last three years as Vikings quarterback, they're very good up until the last four minutes. And then once the four-minute mark hits, it's pretty much a train wreck. (laughs) And his completion percentage is, is garbage and... He's just, it's like the threat of the run game is gone, and it's just you, and that's that's been problematic until Sunday, anyways. So if you if you just take the entire fourth quarter passer rating this season alone, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is number one in the NFL, just ahead of Pat Mahomes, who's number two. Kirk Cousins one thirty six point four in the fourth quarter. Pat Mahomes one twenty eight point five. Your thoughts? I think that's fantastic. I think it's really good. I think I I would like to see. I would like to see this continue. Um, I don't think, to be fair to Kirk, too, all right, um, this is not all about Kirk. When you address Kirk, will you please refer to him as my guy over here? Okay, your guy, guy, Kirk. Your your guy, Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to put this all, and I get that, on him because we're talking about a defense that's still growing. We're talking about an offense uh, that certainly is challenged at times, probably most especially on the line. Um but I have no doubt that Kirk Cousins can put together uh, statistics on a pretty consistent basis that can get him to Pro Bowls. So, like, nothing you're giving me statistically shocks me. I've just always wanted that sort of the next step and next thing. And that's why, look, through the course of the Vikings' 1-5 and five start, I think what surprised me was how bad Kirk looked. The picks were terrible. What I, I think through the Falcons game, because he threw three against the Falcons, including the one that got tipped. I think he was at 10 picks. I think going into the Vikings bye week, he was either tied with Carson Wentz or had one fewer pick. Mm-hmm. So that actually, us being down, or I'm sorry, me being down on your <laughs> yeah. guy, Kirk, at that point, to be very clear, exactly. was because I was surprised at the fact that he was giving up the ball on such a frequent basis when I think in the entire 2019 season, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had six picks the entire year and he, he was at 10. So this is actually statistically the quarterback that I expect more. Um, and now, and now my question is, can this continue and can the trajectory of not just your guy, Kirk cousins, but can the trajectory of this entire franchise and entire team continue on the, um, uphill swing that they're on for the remainder of this season. Does the fact that Creed is his favorite band, does that also diminish your thoughts on him being able to lead the Vikings to a Super Bowl? Like, even just like a half percentage? Um, a little bit? Just a little bit, like, probably. Oh, man, I, I was starting to come around. But it's, not, no, you, like, it's not surprising. Yeah, yeah it's not too it surprising. Also, me. people, I used, I used to get down on people's musical tastes, and especially after the last 24 hours, if you are someone who has Spotify, you are obligated to post your top five artists and songs over the last 24 is that, hours. Is that a thing that's happening? Everyone's been doing for the last, like, day and a How half. How do you even find that? Uh, you, I think what I did, I, I tell you guys what mine are. You're in review. <laughs> your, your wife posted it earlier this morning. My own? Yes, your own. Really? Yes. <laughs> I know more about your wife than any of you do. I don't know. Maybe I should shut up. Um, but, but I don't. I don't rag on people's musical taste because, like, I don't want people to rag on mine. So, like, if I'm cool, if you're cool, that I am in the top point zero one percent of Marin Morris fans, who's a country artist. Like, I don't want you to rag on me, and I'm not going to rag on you for loving Taylor Swift and listening for like thirty hours of Taylor Swift over the last month, unless it's Creed. Unless maybe it's. Creed. <laughs> I was going to say Creed. Come on, come on. But okay. so, so that 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 probably impacts me on Kirk. 
I would say zero zero point two percent. How does that the Creed sound? Thing? Okay. The Creed thing. Oh yeah, it's got to have some impact. I have one more offensive slash Kirk Cousins stat here for you. So the Vikings offense as a whole in the fourth quarter this season, number one in the NFL in yards per play, nearly six yards per play. They are a half yard better per play than the second place team, which is actually sort of shocking. The Cleveland Browns offense has been great in the fourth quarter. That's yeah, Kevin Stefanski. As well. So they can run the ball too. Yep. So all right. So all of those things are great. Real talk here for a minute, because I because I, I want to go down the path that, that you've been going down here, which is listen, like Sunday was great. And if you can bottle that, like the, it wasn't great that you almost got beat by the Panthers, but it was and that you, you know, you botched a couple special team situations and gave up two de- defensive touchdowns in ten seconds. Like I'm not saying that the whole day was great. Uh-huh. I'm saying overcoming all that crap to still win is great. And that's something that we would love to see going forward here, especially as the as the playoff chase. If they get into the playoffs, like that's going to be a thing that has to happen if they want to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we have a lot of fun on this show. We criticize the. I think you know sometimes people get mad because we're too negative or whatever. And we had that discussion on vent line. Excuse me, not showering occasionally. That did happen as well. You know, we criticize the Vikings for their shortcomings. Our mission statement continues to be: Damn, it sure would be nice to see this team win a Super Bowl. Before all of us die, and you know, whenever that may be, don't point at me. <laughs> I think after surveying this season and just sort of watching the last few weeks when the Vikings have been playing at their best, yep, I think there are two missing ingredients right now, and there's going to be imperfections even on Super Bowl teams, but there are two main missing ingredients for the Vikings to become a Super Bowl contender, be it this year or 2021. Mm-hmm. Number one, they need their pass rush back. That's been a huge problem. Dallas, it was a problem. Like, they couldn't get to Andy Dalton. They they pressured him, like, five times in three hours. Uh, they pressured Teddy a lot, but they couldn't get the sacks. Like, they just, without Daniel Hunter, they can't get home nearly as often. So that's item number one. That pass rush is as bad as it's ever been under Mike Zimmer. And number two is they need to be able to pull off games offensively late in the fourth quarter like they did on Sunday. So on the first item, the pass rush, I don't see it coming back in 2020. So, like, they can maybe get to the playoffs, but... If Daniel Hunter and Michael Pierce aren't playing, which they won't be, uh, there's almost no way you're just going to like have a great pass rush at any point in 2020. So that's going to be a problem. Uh-huh. If those guys come back in 2021, mm-hmm. I think it's a check. Like I think that problem is fixed. And and uh, potentially just as important as the pass rush, if Pierce comes back, which he will, you can stop the run consistently, which is a big yes. problem. Mm-hmm. I I contend that they didn't get they didn't try and pressure Dalton as much as they did Foles because Zeke scared them, rightfully so. And so they they were actually trying to have their run fits in place against Dallas, yeah. and the whole thing collapsed. Yep. And, so, yeah, and it's and that's like defense, as Eric Eager, our friend from Pro Football Focus, talks about a lot. It's a, it's a weak link system. If there's two weak links, like... And I did say run fits, by the way. <laughs> I did fits? say run fits. They're called run fits, being in, in the right place. But, I mean, that that should have triggered a football, okay? Oh, I'm like sorry. when I'm talking about oh, run sorry, fit sorry, sorry, football. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's on me. I don't I'm have sorry. the buttons, okay? I'm sorry. So so two missing ingredients for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl, be it this year, next year, like in this window. Mm-hmm. Pass rush has to come back. I don't think it comes I think it comes back if if those guys come back next year. Sure. The second item, pulling off games offensively late in the fourth quarter. Because people are like, well, what about the defense? No, we're talking about when however the game plays out. You have the ball now. There's a minute left. There's a minute yeah. and a half. Yeah. And you still have a chance to win. Preach. That's the big question. Mm-hmm. That's 
the thing, like, I get that they did it to the Broncos last year and the four-win Panthers, you know, this last week. Mm-hmm. But when you're staring down the barrel of the NFC playoffs and it's Rodgers and it's Breeze, it's like, well, they beat Rodgers. No, like, four consecutive games against Rodgers, Breeze, Ross, Brady, Mahomes, if you get to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Can you slay all of them as a team, like, slay all of them, but... More specifically, as an offense and a quarterback, if the game flow goes back and forth, and dude, here it is. All the things that have happened in this game, there's a minute and a half left, there's one timeout, and it's in your hands. Panthers, awesome. Broncos, awesome. But if if the mission statement for this show is Super Bowl championship, I don't think we should be afraid. Even like, it was great. Like We should praise him for what happened. Yep. But we should hold this standard the rest of the year and 2021 that this has to happen. It doesn't all have to be on Kirk, but this has to happen as part of the Vikings Super Bowl formula more often than it has in the last three years. Let me give you guys a potential um, workaround solution that we saw Sunday against the Panthers that I think could be incredibly important, and, and it does not start with Kirk. It starts with a philosophy of who the Vikings use and don't use. Let me give give you this one. Off of the fact that that, was, that comeback was... Um, possible and worked out very well without Thielen playing, okay? How long have we talked about, well, you know, the Vikings have Thielen and Diggs, right? Or now Jefferson, Thielen. But, man, it'd be nice to have that third guy, right? Well, B.C. Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, caught seven passes Sunday, okay? B.C. Johnson, I'm not trying to say he's a Pro Bowl player, but I do believe that he is an alternative who could be used more and, and who right now, up until... Thielen missed Sunday's game, was not used much at all. Basically, um, he was used occasionally, but it was spot duty. It was not a lot, not a lot of use by him or for him. When we're talking about the potential of coming back late and keeping defenses off balance, right, and and surprising them, and so that they can't just say, well, we know that you're going to Jefferson for sure or Thielen for sure. And, Phil, to our point, too, which Eager brought up and it's exactly right dalvin cook is now a non-factor so it's a late drive that doesn't mean cook can't play and it doesn't mean he can't help but he cannot be the central focus of he's going to get the football and run let me introduce to you the fact that i think it would help cousins immensely and now you've got to get kirk not to look for 19 too so that this is a a a double-edged ask because kirk i think when thielen plays looks for him consistently but if you had that, okay, so Irv Smith, Rudolph potentially, Thielen, Jefferson. Koival. B.C. Co- Johnson. Over to B.C. Johnson. Back, back to Cook. He shoots. Madison. I'm saying, I'm saying that that drive to me on Sunday, that last drive, looked very different and was worked very differently from what we've seen previously from a personnel standpoint. And I think it was unlocking a formula that potentially works. Spread it around. Spread it around. But I mean, BC Johnson, let's let's not just say, well, he's the third guy. Let's let's say this. Let's say, yeah, he's the third guy, but he can get the ball. And like if it's not if Thielen's receptions go down, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, it's I mean, I it should just be a good thing all the time, yeah. you know, even outside of the last two or four minutes. But I'm just saying that's the one th- thing that on Sunday, compared to the drives against the Titans that you attempted, the Cowboys, and to a certain degree, Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. Think about the one different approach on Sunday. It was literally what you just said. 
We have to spread the ball around. And Carolina is now saying we're not quite sure where the ball is going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it probably is easy when you have someone as good and reliable as Adam Thielen to be like, when in doubt, I'm just going to, all right, the, everything's moving fast. We don't have any timeouts. The clock is ticking. Like my brain is racing a little bit mm-hmm. as anyone's maybe would be, unless you're Pat Mahomes uh, and Tom Brady, I'm going to go to my safety blanket here. And when he's gone, it kind of makes you maybe look around just hypothesizing. I'm just saying, I think that that was a very important thing to see. And the presence of multiple people who were threats changes the dynamic because the defense now can't rely on who you're going to throw to. Yeah. Uh, one other thing here, Kirk related, before we get to our pigskin pecking order, the top 10 teams in the NFL for this week. So in our discussions about Kirk Cousins, we've received a lot of comments both on our YouTube channel, on social media, just people you know interacting between uh, between games. Asking things like when we criticize, why do you guys care what someone else gets paid? You know, as, as if like, like Kirk making more money means I don't get to make as much money or, or something, right? Or, right. or the other question is like, name me one player they've been unable to resign because of his contract. You guys have to stop talking about his contract because they resigned Dalvin you know, and they they brought in Michael Pierce in free agency last year. Right. Well, every team. This is how I would put it. First of all, on the first part, like I don't care how much anyone gets paid unless it's within a salary cap structure and it's part of a strategy, right? So I know we might be over-explaining some of this stuff. There's probably people who are like, you guys, I get it. I'm in, you know, I, I understand the salary cap and game theory and things like that. But a lot of people are more casual fans and might not think about this stuff on a regular basis. So each team gets $200 million to spend on 53 guys and a practice squad, right? And yes, great capologists like Rob Brzezinski, who's one of the best in the NFL the last 15 years at just like creating extra space, Great capologists can restructure contracts and shuffle things and open up opportunities. But it stands to reason that if you get $200 million and I get $200 million and your quarterback makes, let's say, $35 million and mine makes $5 million or whatever, like Tua makes $7 million or something, right? Mm-hmm. That you can do a lot more with, or I can do a lot more with like the $195 million I get to spend on the rest of the roster than you can do with the 160 million you get to spend on the rest of the roster. So like, yes, the Vikings have done a great job maneuvering around Kirk's contract for the most part. Right. But it doesn't mean that they haven't like missed out on opportunities to make the roster better. The higher your quarterback gets paid, Mm -hmm. the harder it is to build a roster around him. And that's really not a disputable fact. So, and I I think beyond the conversation of Kirk, I think that, this is going to come um, become apparent again, and probably the point that you just made is going to be driven home big time. If Daniil Hunter truly wants to be the highest paid rush end, which is a lot. I mean, we're talking quarterback money there, okay? Um, the Vikings are probably going to, to have to say no, and fans are going to say, how can you not pay him? Well, you're paying Kirk, you're paying Cook, you're paying, you know. So it really depends on, at some at some point in time, if Daniil Hunter says, I need to be the highest paid rush end, it's not that the Vikings are, are going to be cheap and be like, no, you're not. The Vikings are going to say, we can't do that. And if he says you have to, he's going to have to be traded. Yeah. Also, we're pointing out, though, like if let's say Kirk, all of a sudden Kirk at age 32 has kind of figured out the key to performing really well late in games and putting the team on his back and saying, listen, guys, I'm feeling myself in these situations. Yeah. I just listened to some Creed during the TV yeah. timeout. Yeah. And I feel like if all of a sudden, like now he's a fourth quarter comeback guy, 
okay, now the contract is a lot more justifiable. Like now he's he's carrying the extra weight and overcoming the things that aren't perfect on the roster. And where where I personally have always like looked sideways at that contract, especially the extension, like the the restructure and the extension they gave him is all right, well, you guys better be sure. Like, you better be sure that he's going to be the one that can sort of overcome some of these things if you're willing to not have enough money to go after a free agent offensive lineman or sure. a pass rusher or something like that. Yep. Back to Purple Daily in just a second, but a quick shout-out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. And Federated's been helping business owners for over 100 years, and especially during this pandemic year. And if you are interested in an, uh, a brand new tool that could help you as a business owner, it's called My Shield, your personalized online destination for risk management resources for your business. My Shield is available 24-7 and can be accessed from a computer, tablet, smartphone, or the My Shield app. My Shield's customizable dashboard organizes resources specific to your business on training, billing, employee certificates, safety videos, and much more. FederatedInsurance.com. Click on Meet My Shield to find out more. And remember, at Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. You guys want to rank some NFL teams? I got it. Let's do it. All right. Football. Come on. Football. Pigskin pecking order. The top 10 teams in the NFL right now, Judd Zolga. Every week, these change. But by the way, uh, we are recording this. Um, right now it's around noon on Wednesday and week 12 of the NFL season is not done yet That's Crazy, because Pittsburgh and Baltimore are going to play um, their game. They're supposed to be played, I believe, last Thursday night. So this is done for the first time ever a bit premature when it comes to the pigskin pecking order. Out for me this week. My club, the Cardinals, have dropped out. Also out for me this week. This is a franchise I just don't get, but it's hilarious. Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay. I think they went, Phil, from like 10 to 4 to 10, and now I'm just like, okay, for now, take a timeout, get your act together, Tampa Bay, Brady, Arians, they're out. Number 10. Number 10 on my list. It's 7 and 4, falling three places after they got waxed by the Titans, but they've won three of their past five, the Indianapolis Colts. And your guy, Phillip Rivers. Although, is he your guy or is Kirk your guy? Kirk's my guy now. Okay. Kirk's my guy. Your former guy. Yep. Number. We we broke up when Kirk. We broke up the minute Kirk found Chad Beebe in the back of the end zone for a game-winning touchdown. Oh, there is someone else, huh? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I hope you let him down easy. I hope he's not mad and sending you huge myths. Hope no one hates you. Huge missives about how much he hates you. All right, number nine on my list, the Cleveland Browns, coached by Kevin Stefanski. They were not ranked last week. They beat the Jaguars by two. Um, they have won three in, three in a row. The only thing that gives me cause for pause about them is in point differential. They're minus 21, which is not great. Um, but Cleveland is number nine. Number eight falling from five, the Rams, who lost by three to San Francisco. Now, the interesting thing about the Rams, boys, they are plus 48 in point differential. That's the best in their division, and that's a good division. So the Rams fall to eight. Number seven, the Green Bay Packers, who have been in and out, and last week they were out. But they beat the Bears badly. They've won three of the past four. They're eight and three now, so they are seven. Number six, the Seahawks, who stay put for me after beating the Eagles. They have now won two in a row after they lost two consecutive. They are the Seattle Russell Wilsons. They're number six. <laughs> number five, moving up from a nine, the Titans. 
They've won two in a row. They completely uh, beat up on the Colts on the road, which was impressive. Number four, Buffalo, which beat the Chargers. They've won four of the past five. They've And they would have uh, won five of the past five if they hadn't given up the Hail Mary to uh, DeAndre Hopkins at eight and three. So they stay put as well. Also staying put at number three, uh, the Saints, who have won eight in a row. I know the Broncos didn't have a quarterback, so I can't get too excited, but they are nine and two. Pittsburgh, which, as I mentioned Plays at ten and zero today against the Ravens. They shouldn't lose there too. And Kansas City at ten and one after uh, they won and they've won six in a row. They remain as I think they've been all year my top team. So I go uh, one to ten: Kansas City, the Steelers, the Saints, the Bills, the Titans, and then six to ten: the Seahawks, the Packers, the Rams, the Browns, and the Colts. Interesting. All, all yours. Right. I'm not buying the Browns. I just I don't know. I know they're That's eight mean. and three. Baker Mayfield is so bad, and he's just like so insulated. <laughs> And Kevin's, a, he hasn't thrown a pick in like four games, Phil. He hasn't thrown dude, a pick. Dude, he's missed so many wide-open touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I think they've done a great job, and they should. They draft early every year, putting a roster together, and Stefanski's kind of glued some things together. That's a team I look at and say, boy, imagine if you swapped out Baker Mayfield for like any top 10 quarterback. That'd right. be a Super Bowl-caliber team. So... Uh, number 10, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wow. Back oh, you got a bad. My wow. I knew you'd York. do that. Unbelievable. Vikings right now are second in the NFL in yards per play offensively behind only the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are averaging 6.5 yards per play. The Vikings are averaging 6.4 yards per play. And the turnovers have gone way down for the Vikings. So everything's clicking on offense for the Vikings. They're number 10 right now, even though they're below 500. Number 9, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I'm excited to see... Josh Allen in the playoffs again because he was, for bad reasons, really fun to watch last year, just spinning around and throwing the ball over the place. And uh, I think he's matured a little bit. We'll see if if Stefan Diggs can um, make some noise in the playoffs. But the Bills are number nine. I got the Buccaneers number eight. I know they've they're kind of slowly limping their way into this bye week, but um, they did throw some haymakers with the Chiefs in that game on Sunday afternoon. So I'm not going to drop them completely out of my ten. Packers back in. They're number seven. Rams number six. Mm-hmm. The Rams are weird. I could see the Rams winning the Super Bowl. I really could, but I could also see them like Anyone, yeah, losing yeah. two inexplicable games down the stretch. Jared, Jared Goff could cost them a game single handedly. Yep. Yeah. The Goff it, effect. Super weird team. The the Titans are just one of those sort of nondescript teams that everyone sort of looks at as like a tier two team, but can beat tier one teams. Saints number four. I've got the Seahawks back up to number three. Because they have, I believe, over the last four weeks, they have more sacks than any team in the NFL. So they've sort of they've started to fix the defensive problems that plagued them early on. And then Russell Wilson's ridiculous. Chiefs number two. I'm sorry, uh, Steelers number two. Chiefs number one. So Chiefs, Steelers, Seahawks, Saints, Titans, Rams, Packers, Buccaneers, Bills, Vikings. Number ten. Dex. All right, my list powered by uh, Corona Hard Seltzer on this segment. So a Corona Hard Seltzer power ranking here. So uh, take that as you will. It's all Vikings. Number yeah, right. Number number ten. That's <laughs> all Teddy Bridgewater actually. Uh, ten. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey nine. I don't know anyone else in the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater. Um, number ten for me is the Cleveland Browns. They're eight and three. I don't think they are truly one of the top ten teams in football. But you're eight and three. Right, I mean, you, you you got to eight and three. I think the record does have to do with something with the power rankings. They've been playing mostly good football. They're, they're there. They're not in the top five. They're probably one and done, but they're 10 for me. I have the Bucks number nine. They are still free-falling. Yes, they did uh, make it interesting against against the Kansas City Chiefs, but for me, they're number nine right now. Uh, they're on the snide. I have the Ravens eight, and I, I do feel bad for them because the league is trying to not sabotage them, but they also have, 20, what, 20-some positive COVID cases. 
I just have a hard time seeing them being able to rise up in a very crowded uh, AFC. I have the Titans number seven. I think they are one of the most, they probably are the most underappreciated and overlooked football team in the NFL this season. They're very well coached. Ryan Tannehill's damn good. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at number six, solely because of Russell Wilson. Congrats, Russ. I have the Packers up to number five. And even though there's some fraudulent there, their defense is not good. They also have a very, very good record. And I think Aaron Rodgers is proving a lot of people wrong. And if you get a pissed off Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, uh, that could still be dangerous in a wide open NFC. So they're number five for me. I have the Bills number four. They're an exciting team to watch. They also could be someone who's maybe fraudulent and volatile and they could get exposed in the playoffs. But I think they're going to have a lot of fun in the playoffs. And I, I love me some Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. I do think has taken a step. How significant? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Saints number three. Chiefs number two, Steelers number one. I think I've had the same top three for the last month here. So my list goes Browns, Bucks, Ravens, Titans, Seahawks, Packers, Bills, Saints, Chiefs, and your Pittsburgh Steelers is your number one team. There it is. Pigs get back in order. Football. Football. Good talk there, boys. Good talk there, boys. I kind of hope the Jaguars just inexplicably have a lead in the fourth quarter so we get to see it all again. <laughs> I want to see it all again. I would be I very, run. I'd be very concerned if a team that's lost ten consecutive games comes into your stadium and has a lead in the fourth quarter. Trap well, games. Led by trap led by Mike Glennon. <laughs> led in air quotes. Led. led by Mike Glennon. So, all right. Well, that's a wrap on this state of Kirk Cousins episode of Purple Daily. Thanks to everyone. We we mentioned this on our our Twitter account yesterday. Score North that our goal by the end of 2020 on YouTube anyways, was to get to 10,000 subscribers and between the purple daily channel and our score North MN channel, we hit over 13,000 subscribers this week with a month ago. So huge. Thank you to everyone who has clicked subscribe on our two YouTube channels. And for everyone, if you listen on a daily basis to uh, the podcast and you can find everything we do, including Judd's written work on scorenorth.com. That's our central hub for everything. So thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you guys tomorrow for purple positivity Thursday.